Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Blizzard Watch Podcast Special BlizzCon 2017 Day 1 Recap Edition. I'm Ann Stickney. I have so many people with me today. I don't even know what to do with them all. Of course, we have, um, actually, because we have so many people to get through, people just pipe up and say hi when I say your name. <laughs> First up, he's always with us. That would be Matt Rossi. Hey, Rossi. Hello. <laughs> and then we've also got Alex Zebart, who is filling in for Mitch this week. Hi, that's me. Yes, that is you. Um, along with those two, though, we've also got Liz Harper. Hey, Liz. Hello. We've got Annabelle. Hey, Anna. Hey, what's up? And we've got Adam Liskey. Hey, Adam. Hello. In other words, it's a big pile of people, but that's okay because we have a big pile of news to get through. How about BlizzCon Day 1, everybody? What, something happened? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was really tired. I mean, I, there was like the classic cloud thing, and the, that was it. Was we're cool. all tired. <laughs> At this point, I think we're all into the point of delirium. So that's okay. I'm not that's delirium. The, I, dr- I drank my <laughs> waiting coffee today. Yeah, well, you know, so <laughs> it's not even like um, a lot of us. I mean, I'm not physically at BlizzCon this year, but I still like my brain had to be on. Yes. Literally all day from like when the time I woke up until right now. Yeah. So just being on all day is exhausting in its own way. It's I really... think we hit the delirium point during our live blog of the contest. <laughs> and I'm still not sure that's going to be up by tomorrow morning. Uh, <laughs> dude, those contests, like the first half of them are so dry. I figured that the only way to have any commentary for them whatsoever was to just... <laughs> throw shade in every direction possible i i agree i i went and played with the puppy because you know it helps. i wanted to it helps. yeah i, was I like, like you the guys, contest you guys can do your live comment your live contest thing i'm gonna play with a puppy i like <laughs> seeing the contest every year i absolutely loved that they had like the three judges were way more interactive this year um and seeing johnny cruz and darren DePaul and panzer <laughs> all offering commentary that was fantastic um, but I mean, you'll notice that I stopped throwing shade after the stand-up routine was done. <laughs> that's like that. true. Yeah, yeah, it's a stand-up that's always kind of painful. 
felt a little awkward, but they did also say that he was like in the middle of a comedy tour. So Mm. I feel like he was probably distracted and maybe didn't put everything into BlizzCon because how can you put everything into BlizzCon when your focus is in so many different places, you know? The second that they added the other three hosts, it seemed like something it seems like he's very much like a host to me. Like he could when Once he, could he play had people off to bounce off hosts. of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're not here to talk about contests. We're here to talk about news because boy, was there ever a lot of it uh, starting with the opening ceremony. And for pretty much every game, except for obviously Starcraft didn't really have much of anything, but Let's talk about, let's start off, let's start off with Overwatch, because Overwatch had not one, but two really big announcements, and they also had a new cinematic, which I was really happy to see, starring Reinhardt, young Reinhardt, it told Reinhardt's story. I was waiting for that one, I was hoping we would get that one at some point in time, but beyond, above and beyond that, we also got the new Blizzworld map, and we got the new hero, Moira. What do you guys think? I need to ask, actually, a question. Was that Torbjorn's daughter with Reinhardt there? I don't think so. Because um, she, she said, my father said this about this, and she was like talking about her her father yeah, and she has what the, he said about Overwatch. She has the same tattoo, too, as yeah, Torbjorn. Maybe. Might be. I don't think they... She was in the Reinhardt comic. I don't think they she established was. much about her in that comic. But um, I just remember that the specific, the specific line of dialogue where she says, my father said what they did to you. You know, and he's just sitting there staring at the medallion and remembering. That was that particular line, and the fact that she had the tattoo made me think: Is that is that supposed to be Torbjorn's daughter? Based on the Christmas comic, I guess that roughly fifty percent of the population in Overwatch is is descended from Torbjorn. Is, it, yes, is, is a child of a child of Torbjorn. <laughs> I gotta say this: uh, He's very prolific. Twitter, <laughs> someone on Twitter said that Moira is basically. Um, Ziggy Stardust era Bowie, and there's oh, a, yeah. there's a skin that is the glam skin. That, yeah. Oh yeah. my god, I love it. What do we Except think of the Moira? part where Bowie doesn't dissect bunnies? That re- I don't know why that bothered me so much. <laughs> it in the middle of like her um her explanation cinematic, they have like a bunny being tortured in like a cy- cyborg cage or something. I, I bothered me it was just a still image it wasn't graphic or anything i don't know yeah, short, i was upset shorthand for this character is evil <laughs> yeah pretty they, much they do things to bunnies yeah now if you commit mass murders like bastion i'll give you a pass but leave the bunny alone yeah bastion is a bird friend everything's okay not evil at all <laughs> um gameplay terms she seems fun uh I'm kind of concerned that the Overwatch devs in general were kind of throwing around uh, OPAF. <laughs> and um, if the developers are saying that, maybe it's a concern. Mm-hmm. I think they tend to, when they introduce a new character, they let it be OP for a little while and then they, they bring it into line. So it's going to be uh, Doomfist all over again. And it might be that she's not actually OP. She just feels OP when you're playing her. Because the way that they described her and the way they described her abilities, she's like she's like a leech scientist. Like what she does is she drains from people and then heals people. So it's constant this constant give and take, and it feels very much like um, oh gosh, Wow Warlocks with life drain. Uh, I was really thinking Discipline Priest because she has that like golden thing yeah. and that mm. purple thing. You've yeah. got like the the light and the dark. 
she seems like to me Mercy plus Symmetra because she has the beam that just kind of goes everywhere like Symmetra that with damages a little bit people. of Zenyatta thrown in yeah. too because she's and got then the she orbs. Has, then she has the little beam to heal like Mercy, and then she has all the orbs like uh, Zenyatta, but the orb can bounce apparently like um, Junkrat's projectile bombs. So it's my, like yeah, she my brother th- compared her to that too. It's a uh, DPS Mercy, right? Kind yeah. of. Evil Mercy. Evil Mercy. <laughs> I thought Mercy was evil to begin with. Well, everybody well, thought Mercy yeah. was evil. And isn't I, the character? I might be mistaken, but isn't the character actually wearing like a version of Mercy's Valkyrie suit, but black and with like horns instead of white with a halo? I don't think so. I think that might have been one of the design things, like where they were going through different iterations of her design. But uh, the final product is very. I don't. I don't think she's really. I don't think she's wearing a Valkyrie suit. I don't think she is. It looked pretty similar to me. I could be similar wrong. Silhouette. I'm going to need to go look at that. <laughs> she definitely has the um, the yin and yang kind of thing, like mm. uh, Zenyatta with the two orbs in that one uh, highlight, especially that he has. That aesthetic is very similar. It's kind of strange. And I do like how she's got, like, her abilities, they kind of have an ebb and a flow to them. So it's about that whole balance, except she's nuts and evil and bad and horrible and I kind of like her a lot. <laughs> Do you guys see the short film that they have? The little short backstory movie they put out? Yes. Yep. That yeah. was where yeah. Anna was talking about the, the bunnies. bunny. Yeah. That's the, the, the part about Reyes and her is yeah. kind of interesting. Mercy gets vindicated because the fan theory that Mercy created Reaper. No, it wasn't Mercy. It was Moira. I also like the fact that she's not actually out there. In the Overwatch What's New panel, they went into her in a little bit more detail. And one of the things that they mentioned there was that she's with Talon, but she's not out to, like, destroy the world or anything like that. She just wants to do her science thing. And she has no morals and wants to do the science stuff by any means necessary. Talon, Doomfist, is basically her her patron who's allowing her to do this kind of thing as long as she does stuff for him and she's perfectly fine with it like she doesn't care as long as she gets to do her evil science stuff she doesn't care and i'm like oh okay i like this i need to go more into her stuff because i was doing so many different things today that i didn't get a chance to do a really deep dive on anything yet and yep. I'm sure I will. Well, isn't that always the way? Like I missed <laughs> yeah. the Warcraft. I, I missed the Warcraft panel because I was re- watching other panels. It's just the way it is. Yeah, I was covering other. I, stuff, I went back so and it watched like... it, but you know. yeah. Okay, so um, speaking of which, not speaking of which, my brain, you guys, it's late. Okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna say. <laughs> but uh, let's jump from Moira to the new map, um, Blizzard yes. World. <laughs> Blizzneyland. It's finally here. <laughs> it's only been like talked about for a decade. Except where is our real life Blizzneyland? That's what I want it's, to know. They asked knows. that. There was it's actually the lolliest, the jolliest, <laughs> there was the a... lolliest place on at earth. The, uh, at the end of the <laughs> Overwatch What's Next panel, the they had like a brief Q&A and one of the people that came up said, okay, so when are you making Blizzard World? Like in real life? And like, they am said, I crazy here? Isn't there a Blizzard slash World of Warcraft no. potentially unlicensed theme park? It is an unlicensed China? theme park. Yeah, that, that has a bunch of stuff, but it is not like <laughs> it's no Disneyland. It's not. It's it's neither licensed by nor tested by Blizzard Entertainment. No, um, 
I'm going back to my days as like tech support. Anyway, uh, no, she asked. She she said, "When can we get that? Get this? You know, in real life?" And they said, "Well, you know, Overwatch is set in the future, so maybe someday." And then the other guy was like, "Maybe if we start a Kickstarter, you know, <laughs> and raise like eight million, we can make it happen." I think he said a billion, <laughs> uh, and I, I, I think know. a theme park would cost a lot more than eight million. Uh, yeah, know, probably. I mean, there was for a long time. For those that like don't know the history of this. There was for a long time a lot of serious talk that they were doing this, and there was like plans, like rough plans and scouting, I gather, but it never, nothing ever materialized beyond this kind of vague conceptualization of it all. And we just, it's kind of funny that it ends up here, right? It's very, it's very tongue in cheek, I think. Well, I'm sorry, but they need to start Snack Ramus. Last Snacks Ramus is a good one, yes. I think I think that. I've seen Snacks Ramus in something before. Maybe like fan art a long time ago. It seems like something from Hearthstone. I just think that Blizzard World feels like a place you've been many times in your life. <laughs> it's a place you go to have yeah. fun. Kill your friends by not moving out of Flame Reef or moving into Flame Reef. Or... Stay I, as sorry, far but... away from the payload as possible. <laughs> Although you you won't know what it is, so how can you get away from it? Anything could be the payload. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to give Catholic credit for that possibly being the best joke he has ever told. Can Straight I just up. say, Kaplan hey, was Kaplan. really on point during the opening ceremony. <laughs> like, he drank like four Red Bulls. That man got a lot of coffee this morning because he was just hyped up. The, the visuals yeah. of his presentation at first made me think of like an evil overlord in a sci-fi film. <laughs> And then it made me think of Steve Jobs. Yeah, because he was all in black on that brilliant white stage. All in black on the bright white stage. (laughs) Evil Overlord or Steve Jobs. I think those are more things, really. (laughs) I mean, in the developer videos, Kaplan can seem kind of, you know, he's got a kind of monotone thing and he can feel like... Sometimes it looks like he would really rather be anywhere except in front of the camera, but he was on fire today. I just that the uh, you know the Moira joke. I mean, he was definitely t- tuned into what people are thinking. I thought it was really a good performance. Uh, it wasn't Ben Brode, but it was good. <laughs> ben, ben Brode. Brode was, I, mean, I don't know what's up. We with will ben get Brode. into Ben Brode in a minute. <laughs> I I did like how they had Ben Brode doing like all of the announcing for the entire convention because Brode is like he's the guy. I don't know he's if that was Brode. I think they have another guy there that actually sounds like Brode. Oh really? Who does the announcements? Does yes. Sound alike? Yes. Yeah, it's Whoever sound alike. Doing the announcing sounds a lot like Ben Brode. Like because that honestly, announce- he was out last year, right? Yeah, yeah he that was. announcer was doing it last year in Brode. Yeah, he, in Brode I forget. Not at BlizzCon last year. I forget his name, he had but a he's. Baby. Yeah, I thought I, he pre-recorded it. I forget it his so name. Like I forget his name, but he's one of the voice actors for Blizzard. Like he does voices in Blizzard games and stuff too. If I remember correctly, if I'm thinking of the right guy, he's very tall. He's been on voice actor panels. <laughs> um, and for the life of Hazard me, I, sites? no, no, I can't remember. I can't remember his name. Him, but he's really I, he's I been think... doing the announcing for BlizzCon for quite a while now. If it was Ben Brode, he the announcer would not be mispronouncing as many Warcraft no. names as he does. Yeah. You would not catch Ben Brode saying Sylvanas. No. And, okay. and there would be no jokes point. inserted into the announcement, mm-hmm. too. Yes. But regardless, um, so yeah, um, 
Blizzard World. I would like to see it in real life, but I'm also excited to play it in-game. The other cool thing coming out of that, though, uh, was that they decided to go ahead and give us a whole bunch of new skins. How about those new skins? <laughs> Widowmaker getting a Nova skin is delightful because Nova in Heroes of the Storm already has, the... has a Widowmaker skin. <laughs> I know. It's like they repaid the favor. <laughs> they this repaid is like the, the favor. Most so meta it makes my head hurt well and the other cool part about it though is that these aren't just any skins because they're bringing in obviously they're bringing in you know the blizzard references for the whole blizzard world theme thing i love the butcher roadhog skin i think that's fantastic um i don't know why they haven't done that before as soon as i saw it i'm Mur like oh this is a natural pairing murdered in torbjorn because torbjorn is already a dwarf from ironforge that has yes. been transported to earth Yes. I'm sorry, but am I nuts here, or is Zarya the Sonya from Diablo? Yes. She is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. She absolutely this, is. This is already the, the best thing they've ever done. <laughs> See, no, that, one, that one actually disappoints me, because in Here's the Storm, she has, like, a Thunderlord skin, where her hair is very uh, similar, but it's like, sorry, yeah. yeah, it's like it's like a huge, like, pompadour and all this stuff, and that just, that just uh, says to me that they're not going to put that skin from Here's the Storm into Overwatch, and that bums me out because they're so similar, but oh, it's, still, it's, it's so good. It's a really good skin. The Sonya for Zarya and Overwatch is a really good skin, but I'm just kind of sad that they won't put the Thunderguard in. The other thing that I really like, there are two other additional skins that have nothing to do with other Blizzard titles. Uh, there is a young Reinhardt skin straight from the cinematic that we got with today's announcement, and also a May skin from her Echo Point, from Echo Point Antarctica from the May short. So the cool part about these though is that they are not part of, of an event. You don't have to do anything special to get them. These are going to be added to the list of things that are in the base loot boxes. They're basically giving us more rewards yeah. in the base loot boxes. And it's not just these skins. They have like more in the works. But this is something that they are working on. So I'm really excited about that. Because, I mean, there are a lot of people out there who have gotten all the skins you can get. They have them all. Well, now what? <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's really no reason to play outside of events if there's nothing else you can get in the basic loot boxes. Well, I mean, the game itself is kind of fun and fun to play. <laughs> yeah, so, but, I mean... <laughs> but when you have, when a, the progression system is tied to loot boxes and you run out of things in the loot boxes, then the progression system is no longer valid. Yeah, true, I guess. You just get a lot of credits. You stockpile a lot of those. A lot of credits so you can buy nothing. So you buy nothing until the next holiday event comes around, and then you could buy everything. Uh, moving on, though, we also got that animated short, the Reinhardt animated short. What did you guys think about that one? Okay, they admitted in the story panel today that they deliberately try and make people cry. Yeah, like they totally worked. worked. It worked. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. sitting going, I can't believe I'm crying for Reinhardt, the one guy who <laughs> I did not expect. I did not expect his short to make me sad. And the thing is, is that the reason it made me cry is because it was totally his fault. And you could mm. see on his face that he knew that he'd killed his friend before, you know, obviously, even before he's dead, he knows this man's going to die and it's my fault. And that's why he threw himself in front of the other people and was getting his back all shot up because he knew I already got one guy killed. And it just was like this moment. This, I did not expect that from my heart. I didn't straight up did not expect that. In my I, yeah, I was too preoccupied with being mad at Reinhardt for this one to really resonate with me. Why? His, he was, his 
boastful selfishness was too despicable to me to to so quickly feel bad for him. I was still I was still in the process of being mad at him at the moment when I was supposed to be sad, so I wasn't sad. I was mad at him. Yeah, I was mad at him too because that's the same exact behavior that you see it in every Reinhardt playing QMs. They like put their shield up for a little while and then they just dash past you and then you're playing Mercy and you get shot in the head by Widowmaker. Like I for for me the short was too short for the redemption arc to settle in. I was like, no, Reinhardt's being a jerk. I don't care. 30 seconds ago, he got that dude killed. I'm not ready to feel sorry for him yet. And then it was over. I never got to the sad. Did See, they just leave the corpse there, though? Because yes. I think they just left the corpse there. That's really crazy. It's in the Eichenwald map. Well, the whole place was just kind of like, they had to get out. The whole place was wrecked. Um, the thing is, is like, on the one hand, I see what you're saying about, oh, there's not enough time to reconcile the fact that he's like a smug jerk, which he totally is. He's like, he's like a blonde Gaston. <laughs> if we want to go the Disney route, he's just completely full of himself and very smug. Um, but at the same time, when you think about who Reinhardt is today, and then you go back and go, oh, oh, that's the moment that shaped him. That's horrible that that's the moment that shaped him because that's the kind of thing that will haunt you forever. And I think that's why it kind of punched me in the gut. I love Reinhardt. (laughs) I really do. (laughs) Yeah, I felt like the the framing sequence did more than enough to make me understand what was going on in that scene. And so I didn't I didn't have any problem segueing with it. Like you see you see him broken in the future. You see him looking at the monument. You see him already suffused with guilt. So when he you know, you see him as a jackass, and he was. I'm not trying to defend him. The young Reinhardt, as I said, he got that guy killed, and they both knew it. That was the thing that really made that scene work, was the fact that both men in it knew that it was Reinhardt's fault. Reinhardt knew it. Uh, I can't remember the name of the man who was his his uh, mentor. I know that they say it at one point, but I don't. I remember. couldn't remember the name either, and it was driving me nuts during because I was doing that live blog. And I was like, I can't remember this dude's name. I know he has a name. I just have to call him Mr. Armor Man. That's all I got, Mr. Armor Man. <laughs> they, Which they is said everybody in that short. Yeah, they said his name, but I don't remember what it is. My brain is too fried to pull the instant recall yeah. that I usually have. So, uh, but, Baldrick, they just said in the chat channel, thank you, people. Uh, um, uh, it, it certainly it, it is one of those things where, you know, there is no mistaking that Reinhardt was at fault. And I think that's actually very powerful because you finally you get to see a, a person who is a good person overall. Uh, you get to see them do things not out of some malevolent plan, not because he's a talent stooge, but just because he was full of himself and young and, you know, did the wrong thing. And it's re- it really was a very effective short for me. I thought it was very well done. OK. All right. So um, let's go ahead and move on then. Obviously, Overwatch had a lot of stuff to go over, and they're still, I think they're doing like a Q&A or something tomorrow. I know they're doing, I think they're doing some, what are they doing tomorrow? They've got a bunch of stuff tomorrow. Where's my schedule? Let me bring that up. Uh, let's see. They've got the Overwatch archives in the morning. Um, there's also the Voices of Blizzard, United Nations of Overwatch, where they're going to bring in all of the Overwatch voice actors. I saw that last year. And it was standing room only because it was so, so packed. So um, that's going to be worth watching. (laughs) That is definitely going to be worth watching. And then there's also uh, later in the afternoon, they're going to do actually a look into inside the Overwatch League, which is also pretty great. Okay, so 
we got done talking about Overwatch. Let's go ahead and jump into... Well, we were talking about Ben Brode, so we might as well talk about Hearthstone. Because he was on fire today. Yeah, the... Uh... I think I said when I we were watching the the uh, intro trailer, like when we were finding out what the new thing was, I said to a friend of mine, so the next Hearthstone expansion is the player's handbook from old school D&D? And that's what it is. That's, that's the bit with the uh, kobold uh, idol and the candle on top of it. That's straight off the cover of the old Dungeon Master's Guide. Oh, God, it's, you're right. It is. Yeah. It's straight off of it. And he, he himself said, didn't he even say this is our love letter to old school um, adventure dungeon crawls? Because, man, it, it's flat out. It's old D&D. Right up to the name. Kobolds uh, and Catacombs or Caverns? I can't remember the Catacombs. Kobolds right and Catacombs. Uh, yeah. Interesting fact. The person that was singing the theme for that throughout the trailer, that was Matthew Mercer. I thought that it was, but I yeah. wasn't 100% sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I okay. Okay. Hey, it was great. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um it, it's making my head hurt a little bit, but that's all right. <laughs> I love the old school D and D theme with it. I also love the way that he presented it where he actually like sat down <laughs> and was like, Okay, I'm gonna lead you guys through a campaign. And the lights kinda went dark and he's like, Okay, on your left, there's a door that goes like down a hall, or it's glowing door. <laughs> on the right, there's a door with a label on it that says certain death. Which door do you guys want? And every, the whole audience is just like, death, death, death. It says certain death. Are you sure about this? <laughs> that was the best part. That was the second door after he'd already done one door to people. Uh, yeah, it was basically Zork. It was, an, it was practically yes. a text-based adventure. Um, you know, you see a door. What do I do? Approach the door. It was. Everybody yeah, on I... this side of the room, you're dead. <laughs> that All was a good you. moment. That was, and the and the Hearthstone What's Next panel was really good too. It had, um, oh god, I'm blanking on people's names. It was great. Did did any of y'all watch that one, or was it just me? I missed that one because I was covering a different <laughs> panel at the same time. Yeah, I was watching yeah, the Starcraft panel. Did they? I go was screenshotting over... that one with you. Did but they I go forget. over the new game mode thing? The single player thing that they were talking the about? The dungeon? Yeah. It's quite a bit, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, how does that work exactly? Because it looked really cool. I mean, basically, you're going to... Wow, it's going to be so great. You're going to build... You pick a hero, you build a deck, you and you face, what, nine bosses? And you have to get through this like raid of nine bosses without dying. If you die, you go back to the beginning and you have to start over and build a new deck. It deletes your deck. But it's like the cards you use, it's like cards you get in the dungeon. It's like as you go through the dungeon, it's like you kill a boss. Oh, you get all this cool loot. And then you can put this loot, these cards in your deck. And then you go on to the next boss and you're a little stronger. And you beat that boss, you go on to the next boss, you're a little stronger. But if you die at any point, you go back to the beginning and you start with a new deck. It's... Uh, basically a hearthstone roguelike if anybody's yeah. familiar with the genre it's it sounds ridiculous and amazing and the cards sound ridiculous and amazing it just looked like a lot of fun to me yeah, the it card does like previewing isn't the, the card like you know pick a card and i'll fill your hand with that card ridiculous like, that's one of them ridiculous. Yeah. one of them was like a warlock and you summon the first seal and then you summon the second seal and then you finally you summon the sixth seal and when you unlock the sixth seal it destroys your opponent's deck wow <laughs> it's so over the top ridiculous well, I mean, that counters that priest card from uh, the previous expansion where you put an extra copy of your deck in your hand, so. 
Now, was this the one where they were saying the expansion was going to be free? Uh, expansion's the, the, not free. But the, the adventures are free. The adventures like cards, are. You pay money. Okay. It, the single player stuff is free, but if you you want cards, okay, you pay. Okay. You the, pay the, the monies. The dungeon run thing is the only thing that's free. Yes. The dungeon run thing is a freebie. Yeah. Yes. Everybody gets to do that. Yes. Yeah. I might start playing Hearthstone again. Go because figure. Because you don't... It doesn't <laughs> it's a like rub. Like, you don't get to keep anything. Yeah, you don't yeah, have to keep anything. I know. So, it's just for funsies. That's okay. That's yeah. all I want to play Hearthstone. I don't want to compete. I just want to play for funsies. That's it. But that, <laughs> that also means that it doesn't matter what cards you have when you go in, because it's like you're collecting cards as you go, and uh, yeah. But the panel also had, uh, you know, Dave Kosak doing, like, he had this Hearthstone poem he was reading, like, with animated hand gestures throughout the panel. It was, I don't even know. I don't have words for it. It was amazing. Look, Kosak oh, was the one who brought us that epic poem from the Mists of Pandaria trailer <laughs> with the Thunder King. Do you remember that? The whole, the one that Jim Cummings read and it was like the Thunder King comes. Oh, that, that, that was... Kosak. Kosak wrote that. So I'm not surprised that he's applying his poetic skills to Hearthstone now. Like, not you in just, the least. Yeah, he's, he's back into poetry, apparently. You just it's, made me need happening. to go rewatch this and uh, and see it, because I missed that. <laughs> I mean, it was like, the poem had like five chapters, and they would do a chapter, and then they would talk about the game, and then they would do a chapter, and then they would talk about the game, and then it's like, each time he's like, animatedly reading this. Oh, God. I know! <laughs> He loves his poetry. I love his poetry. I thought it was pretty great. <laughs> I he caught was clearly like the, very passionate. Yeah, about I it. caught like the yes. first like ten minutes, ten minutes or so of that panel before I had to jump to something else. No, it wasn't even that. It was like the first. I I caught him starting to do the poetry, and I think that he had gotten to like verse two, and he was starting to say it, and then I had to switch. I had to switch to the other thing that I was doing, but. It was like, yep, that's Kosak, all right. <laughs> that man loves his poetry. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with everything, actually, that's coming out for Hearthstone. Um, did they say, did they give us a release date, or did they just say later this I think year? December. December? Yeah. Okay. For, yeah. Uh, Hearthstone expansion? Next yeah. month. Next month, okay. Yeah, because oh, it was right. all part of their Year of the Mammoth thing. They had said before that the uh, three expansions were going to be. Oh bloody heck! I can't remember the one before uh, Ice Crown. Uh, was that that was Ungoro. the guy? Ungoro, yeah. They did Ungoro, and then they did uh, Ice Crown, and they were going to have a third one come out how for the you, uh, Year of the Mammoth. How can you forget well, their years and that rap, man? <laughs> I'm quite capable of forgetting all sorts of things at this moment. <laughs> the fact that I remember my own name is a testament to the fact that I've heard it a lot in my life. Anna, you were going to say something. I'm sorry. Um, well, the, they say like the year of the mammoth or whatever, but the year is kind of weird. It starts in like February. So it's not like the calendar year where they have to squeeze it in by the end of 2017. No, no, I didn't know. I just, that's, I remember they were, they mentioned it during their big 2017 year in review that the oh, yeah. year of the mammoth happened during the, the year and they were going to have one more expansion before the end of the year was out. So, yeah. yay. Okay. Okay, let's go ahead and jump over to Heroes of the Storm, which also had a pretty major announcement today. We're getting not one, but two new heroes. We kind of knew that these guys were coming. Didn't we get hints on both of these guys from, like, well, yeah. people Heroes thought, of Video leak. Yeah. People thought, people thought that they were going to get Alex Strazo for a while, though. Alex, I'm sorry, you were saying? There have been leaks all over the place. Um, I think Alex Strazo was one of the only characters left on a list that leaked a year ago 
Um, there were hints of Hanzo when they were doing that Kelfizad documentary. They showed somebody's computer that <laughs> said Hanzo on the screen. Oh, that was and the... Astraza. Okay, that yeah. was the Kelfizad doc. I was trying to remember, because yeah. I remember the list, and everybody was like, oh, look, here's who's coming next. Um, I love the trailer that they did for it. I love the fact that apparently Alex Raza and Hanzo are buddies in the Nexus. <laughs> yeah, she's like dragon mentor to yeah. Hanzo. Like but, testing his abilities. Did anybody else catch that they're using the double dragon name yes. for the, the upcoming event? I love it. Did you notice they gave Alex Raza pants in this game? Yes. They give everybody pants in this game. Everybody has pants. She doesn't have Jaina pants. Has pants. She doesn't have... Yeah, that's true. Jaina has pants in this game. But um, in... In World of Warcraft, she's bare butt all day, every day. I'm sure Here's somewhere along the line they will give her man. a skin. They will give her a skin that shows more skin. I'm sure at some. I'm point. not complaining. It's just something I noticed that she's wearing pants. Alex Strauss is notoriously pantsless. That's all. Mortals, before I do your game, you must give me pants. <laughs> But, but you don't have pants. I need pants. And you don't understand pants. how many it thousands of years you. I've been living with this thong. A girl gets tired <laughs> of the floss. I can't carry anything. Don't you understand it? Everything's in my... Why do you think I have this giant chain and this thing around I my neck? I do not have pockets. <laughs> There's no pockets on this getup. I can't carry around a purse because... You know, I can't carry around a per- Yeah, I'm glad they gave her pants. I actually really like the way that she looks. She doesn't look like the World of Warcraft version. She's like, her face is very, it's different. I know I this very is a- elven to me. Yeah, I was like, I know this is a weird thing to say, because she's an elf in World of Warcraft, like her humanoid form, but she looks very elfin. More elfin than like a World more of Warcraft so. elf. Yeah, yeah, more so. And I really like that. I like what they did with her character, like with her face and the facial expressions and everything. Hanzo, of course, he looks like Hanzo. He just, he looks like Hanzo. I'm okay with that. <laughs> you notice but, they didn't give Hanzo a full shirt either. No, they did not. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> when I say I'm okay with that, I mean like everything. That, I'm okay with it. Um... Abilities, though. Hanzo, of course, is bringing, like, his twin dragon thing. That's coming to Heroes of the Storm. He's actually going to have that ability. Um, Alex Draza, she turns into a dragon, yeah? Yeah. That's her, that's her trait, so she can do it from, I like, just, level one. I just realized I haven't even looked at their abilities. What's wrong with me? She straight up turns into a dragon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what dragons do, right? What's yep. the problem? No, I just. Chromie I... doesn't turn into a dragon. Yeah, Chromie yeah. doesn't turn into a dragon. Chromie sucks. Hey, <laughs> hey, now. Chromie is the first dragon in Heroes of the Storm, and she can't become a dragon. She has failed <laughs> as an entity. Look, she controls time. She doesn't necessarily need the big scaly body. You know, maybe she likes being about... a gnome. We're all talking about Alex Straza turning into a dragon and Chromie not turning into a dragon. And meanwhile, we're ignoring the most important thing. What's that? Blonde blood elf Hanzo skin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm it's okay wrong. with that, too. No, it's wrong. No, I'm it's okay with wrong. that. Like, everything about that. I'm okay with no. that. <laughs> Here's why it's wrong. Because the hair doesn't look right at all. <laughs> 
Just no. I don't know what. What are you doing, Hansa? Those skins that popped up. Those skins that popped up at the end of that trailer, they flash by so quickly that I didn't get a good look at any of them beyond Blonde Hanzo. Did anybody see? Or Blonzo, as we'd like to call him. Blonzo. Is that his name now? Yeah. Blonzo. See, the um, thing is, I find, I'm, I'm willing to admit that I find Hanzo to be an attractive man when he's in his normal skin, but Blonzo, uh, I don't, it looks like he's a Green Arrow cosplayer who got lost along the way and doesn't know what's happening. Uh, and then Alex Straza's skin is sexy Rita Repulsa circa 1990s, not Power Rangers reboot. Ooh. I'm really glad that you thought that too. Rita Repulsa on the dot. There well, in the description for the skin on the Heroes website is like, she was imprisoned by Star Princess Li Ming, and she escaped imprisonment and is going to attack Earth. It's Rita Repulsa's whole thing. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, because, you know, magical girl thing. After 10,000 not... years, I'm free. Time to conquer Earth. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> I don't think anyone's arguing with you, man. Was there anything else that was coming out for Heroes of the Storm beyond that? I know that they had hinted in that trailer oh, that there was There's other... so many gameplay changes happening. There's okay. a bunch of gameplay changes, not all of which I understand. I don't think... I think I'm the only one here besides Anna. Me and Anna are the only Heroes of the Storm players, so I won't go like super in-depth, but they're changing how stealth works in the game. They're changing how fortifications work. Towers and keeps don't have limited ammo anymore. They will shoot forever, kind of forcing players to engage instead of just letting the minions push forward and soak up Ooh. ammo. Okay. Um, some of the mercs have changed, so the firebat mercenaries changed, I think. They all have like additional like AoE bu- uh, buffing abilities and stuff like that it's, instead of didn't just change um, the saboteurs, the pumpkin heads. Uh, I don't think they changed the like Night alternative. On Weren't they Starcraft doing a camera? Now? Isn't there like a camera change that they're doing too? Or you can zoom yes. out farther. A little okay. bit. LDR. But um, for mercs, the mercenaries apply an armor debuff now. Uh, in the night pack, the wizard applies a spell armor buff effect to everything around it. The giants, you can dodge the rocks it throws, and I don't think they're changing the Diablo map mercenaries or the pumpkin heads. Okay. As far as I know. Well, the other the other big thing is they're removing one of the towers and just making the other towers around it more strong. Oh yeah, which is that's that kind that of weird. Makes sense to me. Well, it makes sense. It's just like oh, there's no tower. Well, I didn't notice on Volskaya that it's not even there. Yeah, I noticed. And that. And he was like, on on Volskaya, it's not there. I was like, wait, what? Well, I I'm... noticed it wasn't there because when it is there, I'm always reminded at how little good it's doing. Yeah, I always get body blocked in that little corridor there. Get out of my way, and then I die. Yeah, when you're defending, it gets in the way. When you're attacking, it's it also hard gets to, in the way. It gets in the way. It's hard to burn it down before it runs out of ammo. So you basically just focus on the fort and let the tower run itself dry, and then knock it over when there's it poses no threat whatsoever. So yeah, it's totally pointless. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we're going to jump to the big thing, finally, here. because Oh, StarCraft 2, awesome. I'm ready to go. Yeah, StarCraft 2, let's talk about that. No, Actually, um... StarCraft 2 is going free-to-play. Yeah, yeah StarCraft 2 is going to free-to-play, which is pretty Wings cool. Wings of Liberty. Wings of yeah, Liberty. even the expansions. Well, uh, Wings I of Liberty. Yeah. Just Wings of Liberty. It's... It's, no, it's not even... What, what happens is they're making StarCraft 2 a thing outside of the expansions. You get StarCraft 2 
if you don't have Wings of Liberty, you get Wings of Liberty. But if you already have Wings of Liberty, you get uh, Heart of the Swarm. Okay. And but you, I, still, you still have to buy Legacy of the Void no matter what. I think what they're going for is not to give away. They don't. The campaigns are incidental. It's you get access to all the multiplayer modes. Yeah, and all the it, champions for co-op missions, all the co-op commanders, up to rank five. Yeah. It seems strange just because if you were interested in StarCraft before now, you probably own StarCraft already. Yeah, I, I think it's basically trying to capitalize on StarCraft uh, Remastered, getting people interested in StarCraft again, quite frankly. I, I think and, uh, Allied Commanders said, is the thing that a lot of new people are coming in yeah. for, I think. And that's one of the things that they're letting everybody have up to like, rank 5 with Raynor, Kerrigan, and uh, Artanis being free for everybody. And then if you buy Legacy of the Void, you get a bunch more uh, free with that. Basically, they said on the, on the little thing, and I don't want to take up too much time on this because it wasn't that big of a thing, but they basically said they're trying to make it more like Hearthstone where you play Hearthstone and then the expansions are just a separate thing that you you know don't really think about that much unless, you, unless you're playing them. Uh, it's like that. They want to make StarCraft II the thing instead of, you know, well, are you playing Wings of Liberty or are you playing Heart of the Swarm? They're just trying to streamline this because they pointed out uh, one of the things that they were trying to get away from is the fact that like people make these incredibly elaborate charts on how to play StarCraft II, like what you have to do, what places you have to go, what expansions you need, so forth and so on. And they're like, we don't want people to have to do this. That this is ridiculous. So we're going to streamline it. Okay. All right. Um, that's it for StarCraft, though. There really wasn't a whole lot there. The free-to-play thing, though, was pretty interesting. Um, honestly, I might actually play it. <laughs> well, you can already play a bunch of it free. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, I have of... Wings of Liberty. I don't have Heart of the Swarm. I don't think I ever got it. So if they're going to give me Heart of the Swarm, okay, well, maybe I'll sit down and play it um, if I can figure out how to play it successfully without dying a lot because I'm really terrible at RTS. Like, you have no idea how bad I am at RTS. <laughs> you have some idea because you've seen how I play Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> It's not good. It's just, it's it's not pretty. Um, let's go ahead and move on, though, to the big one that everybody has all kinds of questions about. We didn't really get any questions about the other titles. We got a lot of questions about World of Warcraft. Adam, you can start feeding those to me if you want. Um, so, World of Warcraft. Before we get into the whole expansion thing, let's just address the thing that came out before the expansion thing. And that was that they are actively working on a classic WoW server. Like they're working on a classic WoW experience. What do you guys think? So I, I want to start off because I think to to represent Dan, who is not here because he's at BlizzCon doing a lot of groundwork for us. He played uh, Ever, or EverQuest back in the day, right? And EverQuest came out with the classic server. It's fun for like a day or two. And <laughs> then you remember. And you remember bad things. And then you stop. I think the interesting thing about the EverQuest Classic servers, though, was, like, it started with, like, their vanilla experience, but then over time it, like, rolled out the expansions, so you got to, like, go through it again. Right. So it wasn't like, oh, this is vanilla and this is always vanilla forever. It was like, okay, we're going to have the vanilla experience, then we're going to have the next expansion experience. And it was, it was like you got to start from the beginning and play through, which was a really cool idea. And this is just a straight vanilla rollback. And, and they, mean, have, they had nothing that's to say that they were going to do that, right? Like, this is just vanilla, period. But, uh, yeah, actually, so, there's, an art, I, there's an article about it I read, too, so I can talk more about that after. It, you know, it's it's just classic, whatever. But these 
non-sanctioned, quite illegal private servers <laughs> had tens of thousands of regular consistent players, many of which put together actual raiding guilds to go through Molten Core and Onyxia all over again, and they were they didn't quit in a day. They had been playing this thing for a long time. Hmm. If were they think... playing the classic iteration, though, or did they add in other stuff to enhance the experience? They were playing was classic, it flat classic? Was it flat classic, or did they add any of the little convenience factors? That's what I want to know. I don't think they... As far as I know, there was no convenience. You're still playing you. I can still was... tell you that Nostalrius was not using anything that was released after burning crusade came out it was a straight up stock vanilla so they server. were just they were just playing vanilla wow that's all yes. they were playing yeah. that is yeah and i think i don't remember the number but it was something like was it like fifty thousand or seventy thousand players they said they it had or something like people. that it was it, it was it was had, a, uh, those were accounts they were not actually all playing at once yeah so i also I, I think you know that that group uh whatever people think of them there's lots of diverse opinions they were very loud in their in their demands for this as well, and I think that. So I, I kind of see where you're coming from, Alex. But at the same time, it's like I bet the most I bet most of the community is going to look at this and nod their heads, log in, and we're all going to have a good time for a week or two, and then it's going to drop off. And then there's going to be a core that are going to be there, absolutely, and they're going to love it and they're going to have it be their thing. But I just I, I kind of don't see it being a, a a huge thing like two years from now. I really don't. Well, J. Allen Brack did an interview with PC Gamer where he talked about it in a little bit more depth. One of the things he said was that the reason that they hadn't done it up to now was, was quite simply that they did not want to be running two different MMOs, because that's what it would be at this point, on two different server architectures. Because like, they, they couldn't get Classic WoW to run on their current machines with anything like you know, they were just, it was too good. You know, it's the same problem you have when you try and run Warcraft 2 on your modern PC and you it runs like crap because it hasn't been optimized for it. They didn't want to have to spend the time in development cycles to get it optimized for their modern stuff and they didn't want to have to spend the time running two MMOs. And the reason they're now willing to give it a shot is because they have figured out a way to do it on modern computer, their modern architecture, their modern server architecture. Uh, the joke he told about having to get the servers back was a joke. He wasn't serious. Yeah. Um, but they, they can finally do this without having to run it like a second MMO. Uh, and the other thing is, is they're going to hire a new dev team to do it. It's going to basically be like the StarCraft Remastered team. They're going to have an, a team that just works on this, and it isn't going to be the WoW dev team. Because, as he pointed out, they don't have to... They All they have to do is find all those old bugs and fix those. They don't have to make this keep up with with current wow and, and they're not going to here's at all what i want to know are they giving us like the full classic experience like when it rolls out will it have everything up to and including Naxxramas? he didn't or, say in the interview and they haven't talked about it yet or are they right. going to start from day one where we don't even have dire mall good question or yeah, maradon when when the rating was uh uh, uh ubers right yeah, yeah you went 15. into ubers and you went into like strat <laughs> strat. Ten, yeah, man strat. Strat. Ten, ten man strat. strat. Yeah, I enjoyed like ten to fifteen man strat. That was yeah, it was fun. kind of fun. <laughs> oh god, this is such then, a nostalgia. Bar. Then Blizzard was like, "No, you can't have fun. Five man only." Well, no, they really? actually they didn't do that with everything though. Like Sholo still had a ten player cap for a long time. 
They put Even it down though, to five eventually. Yeah, but for, not for a long time. But, I mean, a lot of this stuff, I mean, I I, I am not at all interested in, in in a legacy server. I mean, I read the news and my first thought was, I don't care. Like, seriously, just okay, don't. Okay, here's, here's the only thing that I'm interested in, right? I'm really interested in seeing the old world again because I miss the pre-cataclysm world. Yeah. Cataclysm yeah. screwed yeah. some zones up. Like, That's all. I just, I miss seeing the scenery. That's what I miss. I think I really everybody agrees with Desolus not making any sense, yes. and they shouldn't have done that. Some yeah. of the Cataclysm zones are really good. Others are really short-sighted. Let's put a tornado in the middle of this zone for the rest of time. Let's set this zone on fire forever. <laughs> Let's put a big volcano here, one that never goes away. Oh, just <laughs> think, you guys, we can all go back and do the quests that span, like, the entire world multiple times <laughs> where you're going and fetching something from a corner of a map in an area that you can't get to because it's the other alliance. Have fun oh, going to uh, lower uh, Black Rock Spire oh and looking God. for the documents you know for yeah, Black Hand. Just... <laughs> no, you, you could totally do do Maws again. You oh can, and you can my kill gosh. Zergos. Yes. That was, that was actually... And the Nightmare Dragons and... I mean, oh, I wonder if we're going to be able to drag... What's his face? Um, can we drag... Oh, yeah, Zog Stormwind again, right? Yeah, drag Kazak to Stormwind. <laughs> Kazak wasn't in it released, though, was he? He, you know, he, was, he was there for a long time. Well, Kazak he was there was... for a long time, but was he there at release? That's the question. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure he was, because he was a world boss. He was just out in the world. Yeah, I do was... expect this to be totally successful, because you're going to have the people who want to play that way for a long time. You're going to have the people who check it out every now and then in the nostalgia trip. Every time you get that pang of like, oh, man, I wish I could go to old whatever those people are going to do that and the people who are like Mitch in her teeny tiny babies <laughs> are going to be like I want to experience this for the first time dude first off he was playing before Cataclysm secondly man don't do it when he's not here it's not fun when he's not here I well I mean we could always we could always tell him about this conversation to taunt him well, I would to, like but... to <laughs> I would like to raid Naxxramas I never got to raid 40-man oh Max. Yes. I never yes, got to do me it. Me neither. Because my raid guild fell apart like at the beginning of AQ40, so I never got to do 40-man Max. That's what I'm interested in. That See, and, I, like I said, the scenery. I, I did 40-man Max. Yes, and when you that. said that, I was like, oh, dear God, farming shadow resist. Oh, dear God, farming <laughs> gear is, you a, remember, is a holy you remember having to make mind that, control. Do you oh my having God. to make that frost resist gear on the... On the on the uh, altars in there, not the altars. Oh, the yeah. No, the you have to go in and like kill everything, Rooms, but yeah. then things will respawn in like thirty minutes. So you had to do it all, and you had to do it all really fast because of the patrols. It was just ridiculous. Oh, and Lothab, Lothab with the timing because yeah. you had you had to do Lothab just right, and there could be no lag. Nobody could have any latency or forget. No it. lag, and everybody had to be armed to the gills with potions and resist gear of like all kinds. Oh, yeah. I, I remember hearing horror stories about. Four Man Nax, and I really want to experience that because I hate myself. So um... <laughs> I, I want to throw this out there too. I wonder what they're going to do with the AQ. Are we going to have like an opening event again? Ooh, um, I would pick maybe it'd be stable I mean, this time. Okay, I I really I played your opening event. I was at a top two, yeah, server like a, a server first reading guild <laughs> when AQ opened, and I hated it. But I can do it again. Oh, my it was an experience. Get the, uh, get the gun. We got a my, my, for my guild master. My, my, my guild, guild got it. My, my guild was in the running for it, but we were on a PvP server, and oh. the horde 
came and rang it as the server went down for Tuesday maintenance. So he didn't even get to do the <gasps> Oh, I've event. heard about those. Oh, yeah. that's rude. Yeah. Welcome to Vanilla, kids. Yeah. <laughs> on a PvP want... server, and you can't transfer off because it's a PvP server, so yep. you're just stuck forever. Unless I you want, want to re-roll. Like... Lose all I your want stuff. my 24 to 48 hour Alterac Valleys. Yes. That's the thing I missed from Vanilla. Alterac I forgot Valley about those. <laughs> You're in oh. there. You just summon, you the, to... summon no. the dudes. Oh my god, people Nightmares. are summoning Ivis. <laughs> you go into Alterac Valley. You're in there playing for like six hours. You get tired. You leave. You go to bed. You wake up. You queue up for AV. You get into the same AV you were in. And there's and still that role. still there. <laughs> Yep. Okay, we have to stop. We gotta actually talk about other stuff before we like, just do the entire show. We do but... need to talk about other stuff, but this conversation just, is evidence just, that this is gonna be a wildly popular. I was gonna say this conversation that we're having right now and the fact that we've been talking about it so long tells me, okay, maybe there's something there and maybe people aren't going to lose interest right away. You know, it's not going to be one of those uh, things where you check in and then check back out when you realize, oh, I can't actually like ride a mount until level forty. That's great. Bye. <laughs> like, see, I, I don't honestly, think it's going to be that. I think I think that people are going to kind of get invested in it again. Why not? I, I remember some people were gonna are going to realize if I want to do anything, I have to level all the way up to sixty in this old version, and they're not going to do it. Yeah, like that's going to happen. Maybe. Yeah, because there's no level boost, guys. No heirlooms. And, you, and the level, I remember back in the day, I remember being in Tenaris at level 47 and grinding on those stupid scorpids because that was all yes. I could do because it took three hours to get a dungeon group together. Winter Spring and the Owlkin, that's like how I yeah. hit level 60 every time was in Winter Spring on those dudes. That was let's, separate AHs. Let's, let's, let's move on. Yeah, let's go ahead and move yeah. on. Um, the other obviously gigantic thing that was announced today was the next World of Warcraft expansion. Hello, Battle for Azeroth. Who saw that one coming? Anyone? You did. Somebody did I? Yes, you did. How did I you see pre- that? You predicted it. You wrote entire articles about it. You were constantly saying this is what we were going to get. <laughs> I didn't say that this was what we were going to get. I didn't know that we were going to be well, like actually. Okay, no. Oh, hey, continents facing off. That's like a little bit out there. I I think. If I remember right, on the podcast this week, what I said was, I don't think we're going to get like a gigantic, oh no, there's a big bad villain. We're going to get an interim something. This feels like that interim something, um, as far as story beats goes, where we're not fighting like some world ending threat or whatever. We're fighting each other. Uh, Really? I disagree. Like, it seems like there could be some uh, interesting figures hiding beneath uh, beneath the sea there, you know? Maybe, but for now, for now, just at face value with what we've been given so far, this looks like one of those interim story beats that I was talking about um, on the podcast. And I explained it in kind of like broad experience sort of thing. It was like Miss of Pandaria. We had like this major, major thing going on. And then we jumped into Warlords, which was kind of like a, a... a diversion it was like almost a sidetrack and it was a bridge into legion which again was this major 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 thing and now i feel like we're getting back into that whole sidetrack diversion route again leading up to something major i don't know because we don't know how this expansion is going to end uh because it was just announced but there's a whole mess of new features and things that are going in like right along with this so 
let's talk about those and also let's talk about the story itself. How do you guys feel about Alliance and Horde at each other's throats yet again? So there's stupid. some stuff nah. I'm there's some stuff in this that I'm really actively angry about. Uh-huh. Um, Agreed. And I yep. will talk about it if you want, but it it is. I don't want to say it's spoilery because it's the same stuff everybody could see. They just put it up on the screen at BlizzCon. It was uh, the announcements. You can go right yeah. ahead. All right. Um, I am not down with, with Teldrassil getting burned. You know, that is, no, not down with that. I'm not down with, like, the idea that two of the of the races that I helped in Legion turned on me. That annoys me so much. Like, if right. this was, if... Okay, if Horde were getting Nightborn and this was not an expansion building up the war again, I'd be like, okay. But this is war. They're burning Teldrassil. Like, I was just there saving all of your dumb asses from what you decided to do down there in Suramar. I gave you this tree to save your entire race, and you jumped ship to the Horde and burned down Teldrassil. Screw you. And it's like, I get the whole idea of, you know, people keep bringing up, well, the Adrian was, was really supportive while Taronda, and it's like, the worst thing Taronda did was say, they should fight for their own freedom, and so I don't have to see my own people get killed fighting for them. That's, that's the evil thing she said. I, you know, the more of them that fight, the less of my people have to die, freeing them from their own, you know, the consequences of their own actions. Ooh, yeah, you should totally help burn our city down. I, I'm angry about that. I'm angrier about the high, about the, the high mountain torrent. Who Why? again? I helped, and again they're joining the horde. Yeah, I helped these guys. I, I... Rusty, you just cut out. Yeah, well, I'm just ranting about how angry I am, so it's not that important. <laughs> it's I'm just about... seriously, I am not. I am not down with this. This is you know, the conflict. The races makes me angry. I don't like it. it. The conflicts to me seem artificial. Frankly, it doesn't. I'm not getting why we're going to fight the high mountain. I don't understand why we're going to go fight. The uh, the Nightborn, right? Well, like, they're going to fight us. Uh, We're not going to fight them. They're coming to fight us. It's but, just but the whole why, thing is... Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, nothing. Nothing in that. I, I If anything, the Void Elm. Like, it seems we should probably go fight them. But we're going to be allies. Well, that's... I don't the, know why we'd fight them. Because... I don't know why they exist at all, other than we needed, we needed elves to join the Alliance because we were giving another like, elf race to the Horde. Yeah. So... We need um, more elves, so here we go. And yeah, I just just the faction war thing is so old to me, and I said as much on you know on my Twitter, and I got a few responses like, "Well, that's like the core of Warcraft." Like, yeah, it's been the core of Warcraft for twenty five years. Sometimes it gets old. You got to do something else. I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. And I feel like I'm monopolizing, so I'm going to shut up after this. But there was when World of Warcraft came out, it was World of Warcraft, which meant that it was the world of the Arc, the Warcraft RTSs. That's what it was. But now. After 13 years, World of Warcraft is Warcraft. This game is the Warcraft you're, of the, the world you are inhabiting. It's this game. It's not the RTSs anymore. And it's time to let this go. And you know what? I'm okay with them doing a storyline with a Horde and Alliance fight. As long as I don't have to fight my friends. You know? That's tiresome. I wanna, if I want to play a Tauren, let me play a Tauren and hang out with anybody I want. And they went away from that. They've doubled down. And I don't. Not happy with it. There's lots of stuff I do like. Like I think Colteros looks really cool. Yep. Um, I I think that, like the Xandalar stuff I've seen looks cool. A lot of this looks really cool. Rossi, did you notice that there was a giant friggin' brontosaurus tromping oh, yeah, through course. Xandalar? Yeah, of course. <laughs> as I soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, Rossi's going to be very happy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm 
I'm totally down with the dinosaurs, and I'd love it if they, they announced the Dinomancer class. That would be that would you know make me really happy. But you know, th- there's one thing they said. I was watching. I, I was trying to catch up, so I watched the uh, the Eon and uh, Afrosiabi bit that, that they put out. And um, one of the things I noticed was they were talking about how if you play like, Horde, you're going to do the Zandalar stuff to level up to 120. And when you hit 120, Kul's Heroes is going to unlock for you, and you'll get world quests over there. And the same thing happens if you're Alliance, you'll do a Cult Heroes to 120, and then it will unlock the Xandalar stuff, and you'll go do World Quests over there. And it's like, so basically, we get three Suramars at max level, but we level in half the zones we did in Legion. Well, well not quite half. We, we leveled in like four zones, I guess. Yeah. So it was four. Less, so we level in one less zone and get two, you know, three, we get like three more Suramars out of it so it's it's interesting it's a it's a strange way to do it i don't know if it's bad in and of itself i'm willing to like wait and see on that one but the stuff i'm salty about is that you know they're the idea you know if if i were horde i'd probably be pretty much just as upset that they're going to destroy undercity because they flat out said this they you know the alliance is going to be taking over the eastern kingdoms and the horde is going to be taking over kalimdor so if you play a night elf you are now basically crashing on gilneas's couch Here's After what's Gilneas actually your what's couch, funny right? to me is they say the Alliance conquers Undercity. And then later in the Wow What's Next panel, they're like, well, the Undercity is totally indefensible. So the Alliance is trying to take Stromgarde instead and Undercity is just ruined. So like, we didn't even take it. We showed up, kicked them out, and we're like, oh, actually, this place sucks. Let's leave. <laughs> well, to be fair, then they went and burned down Teldrassil and they were like, you know, oh, I guess we shouldn't have burned that down because now we can't live here either. Oh, well. But that's like, do, do the do the Blood Elves still live in Silvermoon, completely surrounded they by Alliance now? They didn't specify. No, they do the, are the Drenai still stuck over there on... You know, my Horde character is a Blood Elf, and I'm like, okay, wait a second. In Where the What's Next panel, they specifically said Undercity is indefensible because it's ruins and the Blood Elves are still there. So the Alliance can't actually hold it because the Blood Elves are still right next door. So basically, they're going to leave the Janai parked there off the coast of. On Calum- the other hand, do they really want to hold Lodoron? Like, do they want it back? Do they really want to establish anything there? I mean, why are we look at the look at the stuff. Look at look at all of the things that happened there. All of the things that happened there were terrible. Why would you want to take that back? Why would you want to try and rebuild on a place that Burn experienced that? Yeah, exactly. And I pointed out in my Know Your Lore today, I pointed out in my Know Your Lore today that Lordaeron is very much in the same space as its citizens. They're not alive. They're not dead. They can't go back to what they were and they can't rest. So maybe it's time for Lordaeron to rest. And maybe that's what the intention is here, is is we don't want these remnants of this kingdom that was so beloved to just, like, taint the area any longer. We want them out. Um, I don't know, that, because we, there's lots we don't know, is unfortunate. There's lots case. we don't know. And the thing is, is the, the other thing that we don't know, we don't know which came first, Teldrassil or Undercity. Yeah. We don't I know think... the the circumstances that led and to they're, either they're of never these events. Tell us. I think no, mean, yeah. I think we're I think we're gonna get it. it. We're gonna get it because they said that the opening experience for Battle for Azeroth, you're going to be playing through that battle in the Undercity, 
and then things are going to happen. But they didn't yeah, go into too many details with it. Look what they did with the Broken Shore. They specifically gave each faction a completely different version of the story. Yeah. Because they don't, they come up with arbitrary retellings for each faction to make both factions look good. They're never going to say, oh, th this person struck first. Like, oh, by some magic circumstance, they both did it at the exact same time. And nobody's to blame because we want both of you to feel really good about this dumb thing we're doing. I'm okay, well, let's, let's, let's go to a couple of questions because a lot of the questions that we got were involved World of Warcraft and some of them even involved what we were just talking about. Uh, first one, it's two questions and they're kind of together, right? Uh, first one is Pitya who says, Faction War, just why? And then the second one says, am I missing something with the storyline of this next expansion? This is the first expansion I've ever not been really excited for right away. And it's because this faction conflict seems to come out of nowhere storyline wise. We just spent an entire expansion working with the other side to build our class orders and fight the Legion. And now we just throw that all away. Apparently. See, I, like I, I want to hear before. from Anna because she's been really yeah, quiet. You're right. You're right. Well, I, I don't. I play both sides because battle pets and you have to have both sides characters in order to get prestige in order to get the dang battle pets. So I am not invested in this story at the least bit. <laughs> I play Alliance, I play Horde, so I don't really care who wins because either way I win. Here's my thing with this, right? And here's why I'm okay with this expansion and actually kind of excited about this expansion and I didn't think I would be, but I think I'm kind of tentatively on board. One of the things that I really didn't like about Warlords of Draenor, and I was really critical of Warlords of Draenor, don't get me wrong, you guys know all about that, was that we had this world that we went to. We had just come out of an expansion where the Pandaren gave us a very important lesson about how, hey, we need to work together that kind of thing and then and it felt like we had learned that lesson and yet here we are in Draenor fighting each other again on Ashran for like no real reason we weren't really given a good reason we weren't given a really good justification we just it was like oh here's an island you guys are fighting over it and I'm like why are we fighting over it when we just agreed hey fighting maybe not such a good thing and that seems to be like the M.O with World of Warcraft, like that's been the issue for a really long time. The Alliance and the Horde are being presented as, oh, these guys are at each other's throats or whatever, but they've never been given a really good reason or justification to do it. Like that part of the story has always been kind of shoved to the sideline. It's like something that's going on in the background, but we have this main story going on where we always have to work together to defeat the big bad or whatever, and we come together in the end. And then it makes all of that PvP element, that alliance and horde faction battle thing, seem absolutely meaningless in comparison. So what we're getting here is it looks like we're finally going to get that justification whatever it happens to be. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm willing to give them a chance to tell that story because I feel like it's a story that they haven't gotten to tell like since Vanilla. And even in Vanilla, we didn't really have too much of a reason to be fighting with each other. I we had Thrall and Jaina working with each other, you know? I would say they haven't told it since since the original RTS games. Right. Frankly. Since the Third War. Yeah. I mean, we've gotten we've gotten like these even skirmishes Warcraft and things. Warcraft 3. It was like, oh, we have to come together because fighting each other is dumb as hell. 
Yeah. That's the story of Warcraft 3. That's right. <laughs> that, well, that was the opening cinematic. It's been four years or whatever since the Horde and the Alliance banded together from vanilla. It and just, then... for me, for me, it seems like every expansion that we've gotten, you know, you look at the Burning Crusade. Okay, the end of that. Oh, no, Kill Jaden's coming back. Oops, we got to work together. We're going to go ahead and join this faction of that that's like united on both sides and go make sure that our world is saved all right cool and then we jump into the next expansion and they're like okay wrath of the lich king we could we need to work together to defeat the lich king who's this big bad guy but oh no garrosh is here and he's stirring up trouble between the horde and the alliance and they're fighting each other again but we didn't really get any follow-through from that miss of pandaria was kind of the follow-through from all of that because we followed garrosh's story and he turned into this tyrant so majorly so that the horde itself turned on him and then at the end of that it felt like okay here's a lesson we're supposed to be learning but then we didn't carry that forward and it feels like we never carry that lesson forward it feels like that pvp element that horde versus alliance element it's always like this side thing where we're told yeah this is bad you shouldn't do that and then it just happens like off to the side and everybody looks the other way why why are we looking the other way? Shouldn't we be looking at that and kind of focusing on that and figuring out what it's all about? So that's why I don't feel too bad about this. I'm actually kind of interested in seeing what they do with this, where you know, they I go with this. They have an opportunity to prove it, right? Right. And they have an opportunity to prove that, frankly, it's not a, it's not a one-dimensional idea of conflict. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the stuff in WoW has been very one-dimensional conflict, right? Um, or two-dimensional, if you want to put it that way. There's <laughs> one side versus the other side. There's not a lot of There's nuance. no depth. There's no yeah. depth to yeah. it. So if there's going to be depth wanted... here, there has to be depth, right? I'm just going to say this much. Oh, no, sorry. I mean, a lot of the faction war has felt stupid because they give these paper-thin justifications that, like, when there's something really, that you would really, really get mad about and throw a fit about, like, Garrosh... It's like, it's oh, all peace and love. But, you know, when things are actually, the things that we actually fight over seem like stupid minor things that shouldn't you shouldn't fight over because you have better stuff to do. But then they throw us into these big fights with these, like, stories that don't seem to justify that level of uh, animosity. So they don't always read to me. I, th- I just think have... for me, the one reason I, I'm not really sold i mean other than the not really buying into the whole alliance versus horde thing is that i feel like we have to have a big like you're bad no you're bad and now we're fighting expansion in order for rathion to jump out from behind the curtains and say aha here's the big bad i would warned you about you know three expansions ago and now you guys messed up because you're fighting now like i feel like that's where this is going that's yeah, going to be the end of this expansion there's definitely going to be a moment where some character comes along and is like you guys are fighting each other that's so dumb and all of us players can be like, yeah, we know, but you're making us sit through this monologue again. We already heard this ten times from every major NPC in every expansion. We get it. Yeah, Like my, I my said, it could, it could go that way, or they could be taking this story, actually giving it the attention it deserves, and giving it some kind of depth that we haven't seen before. It's been very transparent so far. So I'm kind of interested to see what they do with it. Yeah, I'm see his thing. I'm flat out not interested in seeing what they do with it, mm-hmm. and here's why. What? Um, my wife has been playing World of Warcraft since before any of us. She was in the original, like when it first went to, to Alpha Test. She was in it. 
She's been playing the game forever. And when I told her about this, she was like, okay, I, I guess I'm unsubbing. After 13 years, you have found a way to chase my wife out of this game. You have screwed up. This story, it's, it feels too much to me like yet another gimmick to basically give me the same speech. And I get what you guys are saying about how they could finally do the story with some depth. But you know what? It's not a story I want. I am tired of it. I'm tired of this it's over and over again, this attempt to, to push the faction conflict, to push the heart of Warcraft. I don't care about the heart of Warcraft. I care about having fun in a video game. Yeah, and the thing, like, okay, so since World of Warcraft launched, this wacky thing called social media happened. <laughs> and people don't meet each other in WoW so much anymore. They meet, the community meets each other through Twitter and Tumblr and, and, and wherever else. And a lot of the time, you're like, oh, hey, we should raid together. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I have a horde mage. And you're like, oh, I'm an alliance paladin. We can never play together unless I invest <laughs> either real money or a significant amount of time into leveling a new character and abandoning my main just so I can play with you one of these days. I've done and, the, the realm transfer thing, like the, the faction transfer thing, to play with people. I did it like three times. And I liked the people I played with. I mean, heck, one of them was Anne. I thought that was a, that was a great guild, and I really enjoyed it. But I hated having to do it. Yeah, and there's just this weird dissonance when I see so many of my friends on Twitter lamenting their inability to play together and getting hopeful like hey maybe this is this expansion is gonna be the one where we're allowed to play together and blizzard's like nope we're ramping up the faction war it's like that's the total opposite of what all of these people who want to play this game together want <laughs> they just want to play a video game together and there are so many hurdles just built into world of warcraft you playing with these friends you've met online I had friends so, on Horde and Alliance. I've played both factions as my main, and I currently have max level on both sides, and I'm in active guilds on both sides, and Faction War isn't my thing. There may be an interesting story. I hope there is, but there's going to be a good story. My friends. There, there probably is going to be a good story. They did a really good job with Legion for the most part. Um, I think everything Anne said is probably going to be be borne out. I think they'll they'll do... They'll give you a finally a reasonably three-dimensional reason why these factions can't get along and hate each other. And I just don't want it. You know what I mean? Like, it's it can be really good, but not be what I want. And I don't well, know. Here's the thing with that, though, Rossi, is, again, and I will point this out again, we don't know how this expansion is going to end. We just know how it's going to begin. Is this the precursor to dissolving those faction lines? We don't know. Maybe that's something they're thinking about. Maybe... Because the thing is, you can't just, in a game that is built around that conflict, you can't just dissolve that barrier with no justification. You can't just, like, there needs to be some kind of story built around it. So maybe so, this is the story that's leading to that. Let me, let me, let me get this out here in, in 30 seconds. Sure. There was a, there's, and I'm not the first person to say this, and I talked about this on Twitter earlier, and I don't want to go into this whole political thing, and I'm not. But there's a reason that WoW was successful from a psychological standpoint in the 2000s, and that was because of the need of escapism. It, people were not sure of what things were going on, and people wanted to escape into a world that they could control, right? So there was a story that developed that went from fighting against each other to being together and working towards common things. We even saw that in the classic in, in Vanilla WoW, right? With the AQ and the the gong, right? 
that is something that is repeating today. And the way that this is going seems very vanilla wow to me. And there, there could be, and there, there could be this, and I agree, like this could end with people f- with the conflict ending. And that would line up very well with one of the major reasons that wow was psychologically successful in the 2000s. Right. Okay. So I don't want, I don't want to say anything more than that because I don't want to get into There's... certain arguments, but I, I but do, were... I do want to get back cause we've got more questions here and I'd like to get to those. Um, um, I'll just, so what I'll say real quick is uh, Chris Metzen often described World of Warcraft in two ways. One, he said it was a game about brotherhood and camaraderie. And two, it was about orcs versus humans. I think those things are inherently contradictory. Hmm. Well, we'll see. We'll see where it's going to go. I'm interested in seeing where it's going to go. Don't burn um... my tree. <laughs> All my stuff is in that tree. All my stuff is there. Yeah, I have I have a lot of night elf faults that are going to be real mad. Um, We're, are we seriously going to have to sleep on the Worgen's couch? It doesn't smell that great. So we've got we've got um, a couple more questions. We've got a few more questions here. Um, the first one maybe give a brief answer to not super in depth but i think this is probably something that we should address on lore watch um and we will be recording that on sunday by the way guys uh this is from oh my gosh how do i even pronounce that ignatifus probably okay says how do you feel sylvanas will shape the horde during this expansion seeing her shout for the horde in the cinematic gives me hope that her narrative will be more nuanced and flushed out than let's kill another crazy war chief uh, I'm going to use say one word, and it's going to be Maudim. Okay. I don't understand uh, that, but all right. I did Dune reference. Oh, okay. I think Sylvanas's Banshee thing she did in the cinematic was cool, and that's the only thing I care about Sylvanas. Okay. Next person. Anyone want to check in on that or no? I refuse to until Anna does. <laughs> Anna? <laughs> Sorry, it's really late here, and it's no, been a it's long okay. day. <laughs> it's okay. We're going to get through. We have, like, three questions. This is We have two more questions after this one, and then we're going to wrap it up. So Yeah. Well, it, it reminded me of uh, the Heroes of the Storm abilities that she does. It's really funny because a lot of the time they'll do things in cinematics. I'm like, oh, that's that thing from the game. Like, um, when they say the name of the movie in the movie, it's like, <laughs> oh, she said the name of the movie. Oh, they did the she thing. She did that move. Yeah. They did the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Haunting Wave, except way cooler. Okay. Um, Liz, you got anything to chip in with on that? I really do not have any opinions. I thought it was... See, because I, I, I kind of want both sides to win, and I kind of want both sides to lose, because I play on both sides of the fence, so I don't have a strong opinion in either direction. Okay. Rossi, quick answer. We're going to go into this on Lore Watch, I guarantee you. If you got a chance to look at that before the Storm preview, that's where I think Sylvanas is taking the horde. Yes. Um, And I will say, as far as that goes, the prologue to Before the Storm is telling. Um, I have theories. I'm going to have so many theories by the time we actually get to the beta of this thing. Anyway, uh, next question. So next question is from Kel, who says, if they're tweaking classic zones for scaling, and this is a new feature, they are tweaking the leveling experience. I'm very happy about this. They said, does this mean likely old world updates with it? Westfall and Astronar will no longer be on fire. Will somebody build a bridge over the chasm in the Barrens? What do you guys think? No. You think they're going to dedicate any time to that? They said as much. He said, Eon Eon said, and I flat out, I'm quoting him here, that the world itself is fine, but unfortunately you (laughs) out-level it too quickly. Okay. Yeah. 
So I'm, no I'm going to make a, a bold statement here. Do it. Which is, if that is the case, if they're revamping the old everything else, this expansion is going to suck. Mm. <laughs> I don't think that they're going to revamp everything. I think what I, it looks like they're doing they is they're just doing scaling. They're implementing scaling. Mm. Um, I, doubt, I doubt that they'll, they'll actually revamp it. I'm just saying if they do, this expansion is going to be terrible. Here's another reason why I think it's not going to happen. They're pushing this out for 7.3.5. That's yeah. true. This is coming out uh, this expansion. Yeah. There is no way they are debuting a total zone revamp of of several zones. Not even like a minor one, like just putting out the fires and stuff. No, not not that's in an expansion that's currently going. No. This isn't an expansion thing. This is patch content, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, it's coming out for 7.3.5. You are not going to mm-hmm. see an old world revamp in 7.3.5. Okay. Good point. Uh, last question on here is from Cass, who says, "Looks like they're integrating the Overwatch type voice chat into World of Warcraft. How do y'all think that'll work out?" Now, <laughs> you guys have. How many of you have played over? I've played Overwatch and I've used the voice features in Overwatch, and they're actually pretty good. Like the sound quality is not bad at all. I don't know. What do you guys think? I hate well, voice chat. It's, it's fine. <laughs> and, I and it when, off of the... when I play with you, it's like, yeah, we're playing together. This is great. When I play with random people, they like. They literally just open up YouTube videos of like <laughs> nasty content and just play it over voice chat. It's disgusting. Well, yeah, but I don't think this is yeah. going to be like a default thing. Like you're going to be default put into voice chat. It's just they're implementing that feature so that people can talk through World of Warcraft. Like use you you remember when World of Warcraft introduced voice chat back in Burning Crusade and how terrible it was. And you remember how like three years later gone at yeah <laughs> yeah it's like they're so, putting it back again only better because they're using overwatch's system with it again this is the, the this is the vanilla wall expansion the, the inertia of everybody already having solutions that they like for this means that it won't matter that's my take on it it may be great and some people may use it and it may in time eclipse them but it's not going to be a quick process because people already have discord or Skype, or whatever they want to use. I very much agree, and actually, I'm kind of wondering why they don't have partnerships with the major VoIP providers, like Discord, Skype, Mumble, etc., and somehow integrate that software into WoW. They certainly can do that. They've done it with social media, so why not do that with the things that everybody's already using and not fight an uphill battle to introduce a product into a marketplace that already has, that's already taken up, like... Where's, I mean, maybe I'm where's kind of, point? yeah, maybe I'm kind of jaded or whatever, but yeah, yeah I'm already invested in using Discord. Like, mm. I will go in and I will talk to people on Discord and that kind of thing. If I'm going to go to a, that's just what's been there. Before that, it was Mumble. Before that, it was Vent. Before that, it was TeamSpeak. But everybody used the same thing, right? Yeah. So right. why would I go to an in-game thing when I'm already using this other thing that works just fine? I just, I actively hate voice chat being added to games especially when it doesn't launch with it like i play this would not be a podcast without you hating something alex (laughs) i play here's the storm more than wow these days and here's the storm is getting voice chat integration i'm just like oh i'm gonna have to listen to these people now i just want to play a video game i don't want to talk to you people i don't want to feel obligated to talk to people i don't want to listen to you people talk i just want to play the video game you know, Yanadi's actually got a good point in the chat channel here. Um, they said, I think Blizzard has said something in the past about being unable to monitor slash action third-party stuff. So they can action an account based on Blizzard's voice system, but not via Discord or whatever. Blizzard is going, Blizzard is like 
full Disney. Your your avatar on Battle.net can't even be like a unique avatar. They at the Blizzard social panel, they mm-hmm. drew a pretty hard line like the avatars will only be things that we add. Yeah. You mm-hmm. c- you will never be able to add a custom avatar. But this is also like this is the same reason why you don't see things like RP add-ons, things like that cuz like if they allowed the ability for people to write their own RP profiles in game, that means that they would have to police those profiles and have to like monitor everything that's going on in them. And that's like hiring an this... entire another team of people. You know, this feels like though, if somebody's harassing you via Blizzard voice, then they have record of it and they can do something about it. I'm sorry, but when you just said that, you just made me think of some poor poor guy in Blizzard and I. Like you know, cavernous little room going, this is the 17th half vampire elf with one star. I can't take it. I can't take it. And God help the man who has to monitor. I... Yeah, I'm not not going into detail here, but every now and then I'll pop over to uh, Moonguard Goldshire just to, like, read what people have written in their... Oh, no, why? Why? That's like willingly stepping into a sewer. Why? Sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're funny, and then other times they're terrifying. And if somebody had to sit there and read all those and please them, they would need a therapist really quickly. Okay, real quick before we wrap up, there are actually other things coming out in this expansion that I'm really excited about. Uh, the what? Generating Islands, that's like a three-person scenario-type content. Oh my gosh, I'm glad that those are coming back. They're also mm-hmm. doing... It's going to be so cool. Is it so Warfronts? Cool. Is that what they're calling it? Where yeah. it's like, yep. hey, yeah. it's Warcraft the RTS, only it's the World of Warcraft version, which also sounds pretty neat, actually, in theory. Um, obviously, we'll have more answers and stuff tomorrow. I believe they're doing the World of Warcraft Q and A in the afternoon. That's from yep. four to five PM Pacific. Um, I think that's it. You know what? We're Warcraft. not getting in this expansion. What boats? They're you doing know, an expansion. We're not getting boats in Kulturas, I know, right? And we're not Where getting are boats. boats? Where's our boats? Said only things boats expansion out. needed. Alex Avrasiabi did say there might be. Maybe? Frosty Abbey said no boats. Okay, maybe said, some boats. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll probably see a boat, but we won't get a boat. <laughs> but we won't get our own boat. <laughs> that's that's we're what we're concerned with. We're we want our own. We I, want our own boat. Here's the cool Taras fantasy. Being a freaking admiral. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. Yep. Cool Taras equals admiral. If I don't get a ship, this expansion has failed at a fundamental level. Not even just a ship. You need a navy. That's, yes. that's what you need to be an admiral. In the it's navy, like, he can sail the seven seas. They would be permanent. <laughs> we've had garrisons. We've had order halls. Give me a boat. I got a nice admiral hat from the garrison. Yeah, I have one of those too. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's coming out with this expansion that we didn't exactly cover because we were going into the story, which is actually what Lore Watch is for. Sorry, guys. Um... However, like I said, there will be more stuff talked about at the WoW Q&A tomorrow, and I'm sure a lot of people will have a lot of fascinating questions um, about the expansion and about everything else that's going on. Uh, And I think that's about it for today, though. We will talk about more. Hey, hang on. We will talk about more on our Tuesday podcast, non-lore-related stuff. I'm sorry, Adam. Go ahead. Well, weren't we going to cover Diablo?
Okay, so Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And your continued support means this is podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. I'll burn you, Adam. Uh, Any try. last Good words, guys? <laughs> Adam's going to burn. That's mine. <laughs> All right. You thanks, guys. you guys, very much for tuning in. Again, Lore Watch will be out on Monday this week for people who are interested in knowing what myself, Joe, and Rossi think about all of this new lore that's being introduced. And we will be back on Tuesday with our regular podcast where we will talk about more of all of this stuff. If you have any questions for the podcast, please feel free to send those to podcast at blizzardwatch.com and put in the subject line which podcast your question is intended for. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you guys on Tuesday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.